welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Welcome, everyone, to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today that I am very excited to welcome to the show. I have a feeling this is going to be a pretty fun and insightful conversation. So, uh, Sarah Tyler, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Evan, for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. (laughs) So, I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So, for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Yeah. So, basically, um, I I have something that's a little different that I do. I, I help aspiring authors get their stories out of their heads and put them in best-selling books. And I focus on travelpreneurs that are moms. So I have a very, very niche, very specific group of people that I'm helping. Okay, nice. And so you're helping people get those stories out of their heads and put them in books. I love it. And how long have you been doing that? So I've only been doing it for the past 18 months. Okay. And, and uh, yeah. why this? Well, I was a teacher. I was a teacher for over 10 years and the pandemic happened and it was a disaster. I was an online teacher and I actually have my master's degree in educational technology. So when I saw what was happening with online classes, I was like, this is not right. This this should not be this way. And there's a lot of stress. My own daughter all of a sudden didn't have school. And, And so like most people, I was thinking, you know, the pandemic's going to end in like three weeks. It's like three more weeks, you know, three more weeks. And we ended up stranded out on flying out Carmen for 10 months. When I came across the opportunity to start my own publishing house, and I said, huh, that is absolutely perfect because I already knew how to publish books. And as a teacher, you can just transfer those skills very easily. Okay, nice. Well, I, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm happy that you came across. You know, it came on the other. It came out on the other side with, um, you know, with this, with doing this. I think that's great. So, I'm curious when you decided to dive into this, or I guess kind of when it was decided for you. Uh, when you decided to dive into this, what was your biggest fear, and uh, did that fear end up coming true? When I first started the program. I already, like I said, I already knew how to publish books. I've been a teacher, so I know people's hangups about writing. Like I fought in like Western Union, uh, Toyota, like really big executives around the world. And I know that they're all insecure about writing. My biggest thing that I had, I was afraid of was selling. I'm a terrible salesperson. I hate sales calls. 
I'm not, I don't like to pressure people. I don't like the psychological aspect. It's not something I respond to. And that is definitely was my, my biggest fear was, oh my gosh, I have to like ask people for thousands of dollars. <laughs> right. So yeah. what, what, what happened? Um, I published my first book with 16 authors. And the way that I was publishing my first book, to be very, very honest, is the way I was taught to publish books when I did this program to start a publishing house. And it attracted clients that were not my ideal clients. Of course, I attracted clients. Of course, people paid. But it wasn't the type of person I really wanted to be working with. So when I went to my second book, right now I'm on my fourth and my fifth book. When I went to my second book, I really started to look for people that were like me. And I started to change up this, you know, I don't even like sales calls. I don't do sales calls myself. And I started to change the way that I approached selling. And it became very successful. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about that approach, because I went through a very similar journey, and I'm sure a lot of other entrepreneurs have as well, where you kind of, you feel like you need to do it the way everybody else does it or the way that, you know, the kind of classic kind of sales methods, but they really don't feel very good, do they? Like the whole kind of Wolf of Wall they Street feeling sales. It does not feel good. It does not feel genuine. So tell us a little bit about how you were able to overcome that and how you still make money in your business without being a, you know, kind of crazy manipulative salesperson. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I took courses. I took a million courses. I even hired mm-hmm somebody off of Upwork to help me with my sales calls. And he was like, just what the hell are you doing? He's like, you're just making best friends. You're not selling anything. And he tore me apart. And I said, I understand. Um, so what I really went back to was I kept had this idea that if you're consistent, whatever you're going to do is going to work. If you're consistent, it works. I'm looking for people that are aspiring authors for whatever reason, they're not an author. So they're not going to respond to the sales call tactic of, you know, you have to decide right now. And, and, you know, like, give me an answer now. That's not their personality. Their personality is like me, where they want to read. They're book lovers. They want to read. They're going to analyze it to death before they make a decision. So I think it was a process for me of really just finding that ideal client for me uh, who is very much like me, you know, understanding more about that ideal client because my first book, I really had a lot of competitive women that did not gel together on a multi-author book. It, it, they did not come together as a group as a result of the way I was selling it. Mm. So in subsequent books, since then, by selling it this way, I'm really finding women who making better decisions they're investing their money of course i'm selling three to four times more spots than i did before and the same amount of time okay nice i think that's amazing <laughs> i love to but hear I, that. My, my husband's sending me things on camp and i don't know why he is doing that right now <laughs> he's sending me birthday invitations on canva for our daughter's birthday party Oh yeah. Hey, yeah. it happens. It happens. It happens. Well, that's, that's really cool that you're able to do that for yourself. Um, and, 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 uh, find this way of going about doing things. And speaking of 
you know, doing things, right? Taking action. I'm a really big fan of the podcast of actionable advice, right? I I think, I mean, you need to take action to actually make a change. And so I try to be a, a voice for that on the podcast. So in the spirit of that, uh, so someone's interested in the world of books and publishing, what would be one piece of actionable advice you could give that that person could take and, and run with and really get started in that whole world? So my first thing that with anyone that publishes with me or without me, it doesn't matter, is what's your SMART goal? You have to have a SMART goal. You have to have something that's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Because in, the, in today and age, books are not making money. If you think you're going to publish a book and become rich, that is just not what's happening. You can... If you're using your book as a funnel, if you're using it to get speaking engagements, if you're using it as that stepping stone. But I always start with a smart goal. Like, what do you really want? When people tell me that I want to inspire people, that's not enough. We all want to inspire people. You want to inspire people with your podcast, right? Yeah. I want to be inspired. Who doesn't want to inspire the rest of the world? But that's not something we can measure. So that's my first thing is just really bringing people to reality of what you want. Once you know your SMART goal, if you know, I want to sell 300 books in the first month, I want to get clients from this book. The story is easier to write because you know what to put in it. Right. And so speaking of that, how would one go about creating clients for a business from a book? Oh, so this is something that, I mean, I don't know if you've heard about Russell Brunson. He is like the king of the the free book funnel. This is something that entrepreneurs have been doing for a few years where social media is just, there's so much noise. There's so much noise. There's so many gurus, so many experts that a lot of people are really, a lot of entrepreneurs are really finding success by doing their own books. I don't know about like you, but when I'm going to read a book, what do I do? I find a quiet place and I dedicate 100% of my attention to that book. Do you do that? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Do you do that when you're on TikTok or Facebook or Instagram? Most people don't. No, you, you know, especially with kids and what's going on in life. So to be in a book, you have that person, they're really invested in your story. They're invested in finishing the book. It'll bother us to not finish the book. So I think it's a unique opportunity. The way that you write it obviously has to be strategic, where you're showing off your knowledge, your expertise, you're guiding. And I have a great outline, and you're welcome to share it with your listeners. I have a great outline that brings them through a 12-chapter nonfiction book that is set to get clients because you have to guide them in a certain way. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it was very powerful because that's true. And I definitely know exactly what you're talking about. Having that book, it's a really good point that it really does. It's a dedicated time. And that's how you begin to build those uh, raving fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And apart from that, I mean, I know, I know like 500 freedom coaches, but how many have done a book? You know, it sets, there's a lot of scams online. So it sets the people apart that are really serious and ambitious. Oh, exactly. No, it, it, it sets you apart and shows that you are 
you're legit. Yes, you know what I mean? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, give us a little bit of an insight into what it looks like to work with you. Someone were to, you know, uh, what, you know, the services like what you do, uh, mm-hmm. give us a kind of a, kind of an inside look, you know, kind of a back, backstage pass. Show us. Of course, uh, of course. Like. So I, I do things differently than I'm sure any other publisher. There are a lot of publishers that do multi-author books. You know, they're, they're, they're sold as like, you know, a quick way to make money. I do it very differently because I know that the majority of the companies that do this, they're selling to entrepreneurs. It's a status symbol. They want to be a best-selling author and they just want that, you know, tag in their biography. The way that I do it is different because I've read other multi-author books and the chapters are boring as hell. They are like essays of how amazing I am. It's just, they're not interesting for the reader. So being a teacher, the first thing I do when someone joins my book is we outline a story. So you have to have a hero. You're the hero. You have to have a struggle. You know, you're not exactly Superman, but you are. You have to have something you're trying to overcome, some kind of inner transformation to get the reader interested in you and wanting you to to succeed. Otherwise, they're not going to finish your chapter. So the intent that I'm doing with these books is that not only the reader reads your story, I want them to contact you. I want them to tell you, you know, how amazing, how you've changed their lives. But we want them to take action afterwards and to start to travel. Right. Because that's the thing, right? I mean, action, yeah. Yeah, no, but it's very different. Usually, usually with multi-author books, they donate the proceeds to charity. Maybe they get like two or three reviews and that's the end of the day. I work with my authors. I give them the royalties and we work, you know, on an ongoing basis to keep the book selling. Because we do want to make a difference. It's not just a trophy that we're buying for ourselves. Right. Exactly. It makes an actual difference and helps people to take action. Because as I mentioned earlier, if you don't take action, then nothing happens. And people, you know, people will will say they read like a book a week or whatever. But a lot of them probably don't do those things those books tell them to do. Of course, of course. (laughs) It, it, It really is, I think, a very powerful lesson to learn. And... Sarah, I very much appreciate you for coming on to the podcast today and sharing an inside look into your business and your world, as well as sharing some of these actionable strategies that people can take and really run with. So I really appreciate you for that. And for people who are interested in you and in the work that you're doing, where can they find out more about you? I do things very differently. I do not have a website. Got rid of it hate websites so i do everything personal personally um no automation if they want to find me on social media they can find me by sarah tyler linkedin facebook and they can connect directly with me because writing a book is very personal if anything it's very personal and um that's really part of what i do is just evaluating your goals your story and seeing if this is going to work for you yeah, there it is. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I love it. And I really, I, I, I commend you for not having a website because you don't want to. Because I think a lot of people out there, there's a, there's a lot of shooting happening, I feel like. People should on each other a lot. Oh, you should do this, you should do that. But uh, you can do whatever you want. As long as you're not breaking the law, you can run a business however you want. 
the people that that work with me they're they're not traditional i mean we're doing we're doing a book on world schooling that's not mainstream at all and yet we have 22 authors and we have over a million people following the authors so we're kind of like the black sheep or i guess you could say we're kind of like the the we're not the conformists i'm doing very niche topics and god i don't go to websites you go to websites? I don't go to people's websites. I want to talk <laughs> to the person. Right. Exactly. A business built on relationships. Yep. 100%. Exactly. Well, Sarah, I, I really do appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. So so I want to thank you for, for doing that, for taking your time, and for sharing these insights. No, no problem. I know it's unconventional. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So, again... Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.